You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Family, this morning I want to minister a message to you entitled, The Grateful Heart Turns Faith into Action. You know that the Bible teaches us from the book of James that faith without actions mean nothing. So you have to activate your faith. When faith has no actions, it is dead. Faith acts now, faith believes now, and faith receives now. It is that grateful heart that turns faith into action. I want to read from the book of Habakkuk, chapter 3, verse 17. The Bible says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, all business are in lockdown. Nor fruit beyond the vines, the deal got cancelled because of the lockdown. Though the labor of the olive may fail, it feels like there's no anointing, and the fields yield no food. The economy is down because of corona. Though the flock may be cut off from the fold, your deal got canceled or taken away by somebody else. And there be no herd in the stalls. Lockdown used up all your savings. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the Lord God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet. And he will make me walk on my high hill. Verse 18. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Family here, Habakkuk says, all these things have gone wrong. I see all these things happening around me, and it's very real. But yet, I will rejoice. I will be grateful. I will be thankful because of the God of my salvation. In a time like this, start to thank God that you are saved. We are saved by grace. Because of his salvation, we can rejoice. Habakkuk goes on, he says, The Lord will strengthen, make my feet like that of a deer to lead me on my high hill. Family, when your feet has been strengthened by the Lord, you can run up any hill. But it's very important that you allow God to lead you by his word. In this time, know that even where you've gone through all of this, Habakkuk says, God is going to take you to a high place. He's going to take you from where you're feeling low and down to your high hill. It means God is ready to elevate you, to take you from glory to glory and strength to strength. If you know that, you can start to rejoice. You can start to be happy. Family, be grateful at all times and rejoice, thanking God. A grateful heart turns faith into action. See Paul in the book of Philippians, he encourages the Philippians, to rejoice in the Lord at all times. Not to look for a convenient time to rejoice, but to rejoice at all times. Turn with me in your Bibles to Philippians 4, verse 4, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Be cheerful with joyous celebration. In every season of life, let joy overflow, for you are united with the Anointed One. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship, for our Lord is ever near. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faithful request before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him 
every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answer known to you through Jesus Christ. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on and all that is authentic and real and honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. Follow the example of all that we have imparted to you. And the God of peace will be with you in all things. Family, we can see here that Paul gives instruction to the Philippians to be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Not when it's convenient, not when it's going well, but he says in every season, rejoice, be happy. Why? Because God has provided the answer. He says when you come before God in prayer, let it be with a thankful heart, a heart full of gratitude. I want to remind you, there are very many divine marriages, divine friendships, divine jobs, careers, friendships that's been destroyed by sadness. Family, the enemy is looking for that opportunity to press sadness into your heart. It is that sadness, that heaviness, that pulls you down. Whenever joy seeps out, it leaves us barren. It leaves an empty heart. But that's the very thing that often proves that we're not in contact with God anymore. Something has happened that is stealing your joy. Family, when you get to that place, make a decision to start thanking Him once again. Have a grateful heart. Say, Lord, you are faithful. Lord, you are taking me from where I am to where you want me to be. Lord, you are busy strengthening my ankles like that of the deer so that I can go up my high hill where you are leading me. Sometimes we make it so easy for the devil, for the enemy to allow sadness in our hearts by just looking at things that's happening around us, letting our emotions control us instead of protecting the peace of God that's on the inside of your heart. Family, feast on God's joy. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians 5, and I'm reading from verse 16. Let joy be your continual feast. Make your life a prayer. And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. Verse 23. Now may the God of peace and harmony set you apart, making you completely holy. And may your entire being, spirit, soul, and body, be kept completely flawless in the appearing of our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. The one who calls you by name is trustworthy and will thoroughly complete his work in you. The Word of God gives us instruction to feast upon the joy of God. He says, allow thanksgiving to fill your heart. God is busy perfecting everything concerning you and me, body, soul, and spirit. He wants to preserve us and sanctify us. Family, God has set you apart for him. Knowing that God has set you apart, that he has called you with a purpose in such a time like this, 
It's a reason to start to thank him already, to give praise in everything that we do. The Bible teaches us rejoice, pray, and give thanks. Rejoice, pray, and give thanks. Oftentimes when we look at that, we think it's three separate things. Rejoice, pray, give thanks. But it's more a matter of combining all of those. When you combine them, you activate your faith. Remember, when I say thank you, because you give me something. I don't say thank you before I've received it. It's when I receive it that I say thank you. In the same way, when you start thanking God, you are saying, thank you, Lord. I've received your healing, your deliverance, your breakthrough. Can you see the importance to say thank you to God in everything? It takes a man and woman of faith to say thank you, Jesus, when you've not received the miracle as yet. Remember, God has clothed us with his armor, the helmet of salvation, the righteous breastplate, the belt of truth, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith. It is that shield of faith that makes everything happen. It is our protection. It is our shield. Faith is not there for the things that you have. If I have this, let's say this is what I need. If I have it, I don't need faith. But when I don't have it, I need faith. Hebrews 11 verse 1 teaches us that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is what you need to bring that thing that is far off closer but when you start thanking God and saying, thank you, Jesus, you're activating your faith and that thing becomes closer. It's actually placed in your hands. Once it's in your hands and you've received it, you say, thank you, Jesus. Can you see that a heart filled with gratitude is the very thing that releases faith, that takes faith from just being words and turns it into action. When you say, thank you, you are saying, I've received it. Faith is not for something that we have. Faith is for that which you don't have. Faith is not for the possible. Faith is for the impossible. Family, that thing that seems impossible in your life, in your family's life, start thanking God for it and see what he will do in your life. So often, Christians complain and murmur. Paul said to the same Philippians, let everything be done without murmuring, without complaining. Oftentimes we do the will of God, but while we are doing it, we are murmuring, we are complaining. Instead of saying, thank you, Jesus, for the grace that I can do this. Thank you, Jesus, for the grace for empowering me so that I can continue to be faithful in serving you, in loving you, in sharing the gospel. There's so many things to be grateful for when you start looking at the Word of God and what God has done in your life. Have an attitude of thanksgiving. I mean an attitude of faith. The Bible teaches us in Psalm 69 verse 30, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify Him with thanksgiving. Family, it's our thanksgiving 
that magnifies God. When you have a problem and you start to magnify God, God becomes bigger and greater than the problem that you are facing. Can you see the importance of giving thanks to God? When you give thanks to God, you are magnifying Him. Psalm 16 verse 11 teaches us, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forever. Family, in his presence is fullness of joy. When we start to worship him and you become aware of his presence, he fills our hearts with his joy. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. When you start to give thanks and you magnify the name of Jesus, oh family, it's your faith that's being put into action, lifting your hands and thanking God. God looks right into your heart. He sees that you believe that he is faithful. Psalm 95 as one teaches us, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Family, when we enter into his presence... It should be with thanksgiving. What a special grace, a rare grace to be allowed to come and enter into his presence. When you come into his presence, it's not to murmur, it's not to complain, but it is to give thanks to him. Remember in the Old Testament, teaches us even like the song, from the outer court into the inner court, into the holy place, into the holy of holies. It was a whole process. We have been taught when we come from the outer court, it's with thanksgiving. In the outer court, there's thanksgiving, thanking God for his goodness, thanking God for his mercy, for his faithfulness in our lives. We get to the holy place, and we taught there that we enter in through the praise, the praise of the priests. And then when we enter into the holy of holies, that's where we worship him. But remember... What Jesus has done now for us, he's removed the outer court. When Jesus died on the cross, by the blood of Jesus, Hebrews 10 verse 19 teaches, by the blood of Jesus, we now enter into the holy of holies. There's no more the outer court. But when the blood of Jesus covers you, the blood of Jesus speaks of forgiveness, of righteousness, of sanctification, of holiness. You can enter into the holy of holies because of the blood of Jesus. Oh, family, this is good news. This is a reason to rejoice. Hebrews 13 verse 15 teaches us that continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. It is that continual sacrifice of praise that brings change into our life. Remember, it was Daniel who had the habit three times a day to say, thank you, Jesus. When he heard that he was going to be fed to the lions, as his custom, he went on his knees and he gave thanks to God. It was that thank you, Jesus, that turned his faith into action. We see that as he went into the lion's den, the lions couldn't do anything. It was the king who said, may the God whom you serve continually deliver you. It is that heart that continually say, thank you, Jesus, that walks in victory, that has the triumph according to God's word. Psalm 106 verse 1 teaches us, 
Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Family, you can go read the Psalms and see how many times the Bible says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good and His mercy endures forever. If you don't know what to say, if you don't know what to pray, just start to declare and say the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Remember, it was Solomon when he opened the temple, the priest on the inside. What did they declare? They declared, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And as they declared it, the temple was filled with God's glory. If you need the glory of God to manifest in your life, start to declare that the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Family, Jesus, whenever he prayed a prayer, it was never from a place of anxiety, but from a thankful heart. When he faced 5,000 people hungry, what was the prayer that he prayed? He said, Father, thank you. He thanked his father, is what the Bible teaches us, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and they fed 5,000. The miracle was in thanking God that he is faithful, that he is our provider. Lazarus is dead. John chapter 11, the Bible says there was a stench already because of the deadness of his body. But that did not faze Jesus. Anxiety didn't grip his heart. But he said, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. Family, what situation are you facing right now? Maybe it's lack. I want to encourage you. God is faithful. With whatever's in your hand, start thanking God for his faithfulness. The situation that you are facing, maybe there's a stench. Maybe the whole thing looks dead, that there's no hope. Say, thank you, Father, that you hear me. And just see what the Lord will do in your life. Jesus didn't start rebuking. He didn't start binding. Didn't start loosing. He said, thank you, Father, that you always hear me. Family, when you are born again, you've been washed by the blood of Jesus. The Bible teaches us that the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. That's not your righteousness. That's his righteousness. When you accept his righteousness, the Lord's eyes are upon you. Why don't you pray and say, Lord, I thank you that your eyes are always upon me, that your ears are always attentive to my prayers. I thank you, Lord, for Jesus. Family, what a beautiful prayer to pray. Once you pray that, you acknowledge that the blood of Jesus is busy speaking for you. Start in your situation by saying, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. It's that thanksgiving that releases and gives us victory. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57 says, but give thanks to the Lord for he is the one who gives you victory. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 14 says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. If you want to have victory, if you want to be victorious, if you want to experience that triumph, the Bible says 
give thanks. Give thanks. It is that heart filled with gratefulness, thankfulness, that responds and says, thank you, Jesus. Family, when you start thanking God, you'll see that peace, the peace of God will rise up in your heart. An anxious heart cannot say, thank you, Jesus. Make a decision to start to thank God in everything that you do. I want to close with this. Nehemiah, busy building the wall, gave instruction to the people to give thanks to the Lord. While they were giving thanks to the Lord, they were rebuilding the wall. More than ever before, we need rebuilding in our nation. It will come when there's a church, a remnant, that will start thanking God for his goodness and his mercy. Nehemiah told the people to give thanks at the wall and watch over each other while giving thanks to the Lord. In that way, they were rebuilding the wall with a grateful heart, with a thankful heart, thanking God that they could rebuild the wall, thanking God that they were busy rebuilding the wall. When you say thank you, Jesus, a grateful heart makes you alert and aware of the things of the Spirit. But when you are murmuring and complaining, you cannot be alert. Then you're focusing on everything that is negative. It slows you down. It's a grateful heart that sees the possible. It's a grateful heart full of faith that sees the invisible, that believes the impossible, that receives the incredible, that starts thanking Jesus before they've seen any of that. But they believe that they've received it. And therefore they say, thank you, Jesus. Family, I want to close with this. To say thank you, Jesus, costs nothing. Make a decision to act faith, to step out and to say, thank you, Lord. It's that gratefulness, that thankfulness that turns your faith into action. A grateful heart has one response, and that is, thank you, Jesus. Sila, precious Father, we want to come and say, thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Your tremendous grace that you have towards us. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy that speaks for us. Your favor that speaks for us. Your goodness that speaks for us. Lord, we are so grateful for your presence, the presence of the Holy Spirit, that a way has been made for us through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that our enemies will not triumph over us, but we thank you, Lord, that you've opened double doors of grace and mercy for your people in such a time as this. Thank you, Lord, that you place us high upon a rock, O oh Father. Thank you, Lord, that you are our shield, that you are protection, that you are exceedingly great reward. Thank you, Lord, that you are busy perfecting everything concerning us. Thank you, Lord, that you hold our future in your hands, O oh Lord, that you are taking us from where we are to where you want us to be. Thank you, Lord, that we have a friend in the Holy Spirit that disposes of all giants, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this church, O oh Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the brotherhood, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the grace to be able to love you and to love people. Thank you, Lord, for freedom of speech, O oh Father, that we can come as your people, freedom of religion, and worship you in spirit and in truth, O oh Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for being our healer. Thank you, Lord, for being our provider. Thank you, Lord, 
for being the one who has delivered us, O oh Lord. And we thank you for that. We bless you for that. We thank Jesus for Jesus here on earth, your word that manifested that we could see your glory. Thank you, Lord, for manifesting your glory in every person's life as they declare and say that the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Right now, Father, we thank you that we can receive from your throne room everything that's good, everything that's pure, everything that's holy, everything that builds up, everything that encourages, everything that strengthens, oh Father, we receive from your throne room. Thank you, Lord, for your peace in every home. Thank you for provision in every home. Thank you for healing in every home. Thank you for breakthrough in every home. And we thank you for that, Lord. We bless you for that. We thank you that we can receive all of this in the wonderful name of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. We thank God that we can be 50 people worshiping him here in spirit and in truth. We thank God that two believers are better than one. We thank God that he said where two or more agrees upon everything, that he's going to do it. Family, I want to encourage you to continue to pray, continue to give thanks, continue to worship him and everything that you do. I know that this word has lifted your faith. And as you go out, let the peace of God dominate and reign in your heart as you continue to go out and thank God for what he is doing. It is that grateful heart that turns your faith into action. Are you ready to receive a blessing, to thank God for that blessing? Well, raise your hands to heaven. Father, right now, we bless your people with every blessing that's in Christ Jesus, and we declare that only your goodness and your mercy will follow them all the days of their lives. May the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious towards you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.